I've lived in northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, and I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Sapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Today I'm speaking with Steve Cummings, a local artist who lives in Keyport, an artist and art educator for many years. He has been teaching for 23 years. He teaches right here in the Hazlitt School System. He has exhibited his art throughout Monmouth County and Central New Jersey, for about 15 years. In fact, he has been a regular exhibitor at a gallery in Livingston, New Jersey called La Vie Gallery. Hello, Steve. It's so good to see you today. I want to thank you for coming and spending some time giving some information about you and your career. Thank you, Lucille. I'm excited to be here to talk to you today. You have described your painting style as expressive realism. Can you tell me what expressive realism is, just in plain language? Basically, my artwork can be considered fairly realistic in nature. Um, I do figurative work inspired by American realists like Edward Hopper, but I also am very inspired by expressionism, especially German expressionism, that happened around the onset of World War II. So I like a lot of those Weimar Berlin artists that would exaggerate features and use color to create mood or feeling or express emotion. How do you create your paintings? Up until 2018, I leaned toward doing my artwork mainly using oil pastels, like an oily based crayon, and I would mix turpentine with it, and that would go on heavy stock paper. And then they would be matted and framed and put under glass. Once 2018 started, I decided to explore the iPad Pro and doing my art digitally. And I've, I've converted to that ever since. So what do you say to the complaint that some people have that digital art isn't real art? I think most media that artists use could be valid. I know that there are some gallery owners that are dismissive of digital art. I think because you can mass produce it on a grander scale and you, you don't have that tactile quality that paintings have or even sculptures. But I think anything that you can use to create a dynamic image is valid. And I think that there's pros to being able to mass produce images in high quality formats. For the one thing, it's more commercially affordable for the, the people who are buying the artwork. Women seem to play a big role in a lot of your art. What women have really strongly influenced you, besides me, of course? Yes. <laughs> I definitely count you as an influence, Lucille. <laughs> I guess that I have been drawn to strong, independent, fierce women ever since being raised by my, uh, the Italian side of my family with the strong women that I had, <laughs> my, my mother and her mother and her mother's mother. I think because I consider myself a two-spirit person. And what do you mean by that? That goes back to like Native American ideologies about having male and female counterparts inside you that are expressed or need to come out 
and although I present myself very visually as male, sometimes I walk around and I feel a little female inside, and I like to bring that out in my artwork. It's interesting that you say that because I I feel like there's a male part of me also. Yes. And when I was growing up, I was very, very much a tomboy. Yeah, and younger people are embracing all of the um, qualities of both. So what, what else influences your art? Surprisingly, most um, visual artists are not an influence. I'm much more influenced by film, probably more than anything else. You know, specific films or specific shots in films might spark an idea. You focused a lot in your paintings on, as you call it, outcasts, misfits, and vagabonds. Since so much of art is autobiographical, where do you see yourself in those roles? That's another good question. I was talking about that with my husband the other day. We were both saying to each other about how, you know, there's some artists or writers that will write in a confessional style where it's always about them and, and you know that their voice, it's almost like a first person experience. I tend to enjoy inventing characters where I'm putting myself, either my anxieties or my feelings or my emotional state into those characters, but stepping back enough where it's not quite about me. I still think you could consider that autobiographical because I think anyone who writes or paints or does any other art is putting something of themselves into it. Yes, I will agree with that. It's always personal. I don't think you can get away from that as an artist. It always amazes me, and you may have seen these, these artworks. Yes. One big black square. I don't know, to me, mm -hmm. it, it's like, Come on. <laughs> I have grappled with those images myself. But I will say this. If you see a whole group of people standing around and talking about it, and they're sincerely reacting to it, and they're getting an emotion out of it, then there's probably something valid. And it's like kind of the to. opposite of what you're, you're doing realism. Yeah. And they're doing... Yeah. Whatever. There's a lot of people yeah. that probably frown upon what I would do. Yeah. They would probably call it like kitschy or whatever. Have you had people in front of your paintings either making really kind of inane comments or, or saying stupid things about it that, that kind of like, of course you can't, you don't want to respond as the artist, yeah. but. I've, I've actually never gotten angry or annoyed at anybody's comments about my work. I think the one reaction that a lot of people have, uh, people that know me pretty well like colleagues or whatever will come to my art openings and a lot of them will say you present yourself as such like a, a fun happy put together person and then like you're able to create all of these really like dark depressing images and she and a lot of them are astounded by that when people ask you what your art means individual paintings how do you answer i've never actually had to answer that question because nobody's ever come out and asked me that but I think if you take a look at my work on the whole it kind of examines a lot of the anxieties and the mental states of people that were often forgotten about in 20th century America going into the 21st century a lot of my artwork takes place in like mid-century America so you know it was a time when a lot of revolution was about to come but it didn't actually happen yet mm -hmm. so people like you know like women and minorities and lgbt people were still kind of left by the wayside so a lot of my artwork that is less fantasy oriented it focuses on those people 
I don't really want to tell people what each of my pieces is about. For instance, there's one recent piece I did where there's a woman in her living room and you can tell she's showing a little bit like she's pregnant and you can tell by the time period it's like pre-Roe versus Wade and people may not pick up on this but there's a coat hanger on top of the couch. I just leave it at that. The coat hanger's there, the look on her face is there and make your own make connections. your own connections. Yeah, yeah. You have had your art displayed in several galleries and other venues as well. Yep. And most people would call that success. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about failure. Okay. Has something you considered a failure later on seemed like a success? Mm, that's a good question. I wouldn't say there's any one piece that I've looked at that way that I've created. The one thing about not making money from my artworks, <laughs> I mean, I have sold paintings. It's never something that I can make as a career that I could survive on. The one thing that's good about that is that the pressure to create for others is really taken off of me. And I can create whatever I want with little to no limitations or boundaries or expectations from other people. Yeah. What does art contribute to society? That's a question that I pose to a lot of my sixth graders because I teach up to sixth grade and I say to them on our last day together, so why do we have art? And I say to them that art is one of those safety nets that people have that they can use as an outlet to express whatever they want to express, again, without any kind of fear of retribution from anybody or judgment. And I say to them, you know, you may be really angry. You may be so upset that you may want to go out and hurt someone. Wouldn't it be so much safer and better for the outcome of your future if you stayed home and got out all your frustrations <laughs> through some really effed up art yeah. <laughs> that you ended up creating? People have used art to drive people apart. It was weaponized by the Third Reich. Yes. How do you think art can be used to bring people together? as the Third Reich was destroying a lot of that artwork, a lot of those art pieces survived. And a lot of those art pieces showed you what was happening in that society at the time. It can serve as a reminder not to have things like the Holocaust happen again. It's always a commentary on what's going on around us at the time. When I write, I need silence. So what is your sound environment when you're painting? Mm -hmm. When I'm doing my artwork, I always like to have music on. And if I'm doing a piece that is set in the 1960s in America, I'm gonna have my, my mid-century lounge music on <laughs> and, or, or my bossa nova Brazilian music from the 60s. Depending on the period, I've done pieces set in the 1970s during the disco era and I'm blasting my disco. If you didn't sell any of your art, how would you feel about your paintings? I don't really feel any differently about my paintings. Whether... What if you couldn't show your art? That would be frustrating. I mean, it wouldn't stop me from painting if I couldn't show, but I do get excited about having art exhibits and art openings where people can come and check out my artwork. You're an art teacher, and so you get to work with kids regularly. How do they respond to your art? They get excited when they see my artwork. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not a famous artist. That's usually the <laughs> comment. I think they're drawn to it because it's dramatic and there's a lot of color mm. and, and most kids respond to It's very color. saturated. It's very saturated. And a lot of them are coming in with their iPads now and they're using the Procreate app too. But in your art classes, they're not using digital art. No, usually not because they, they don't have 
the, the tools. The tools. Mm. So your husband, Joe, is a very successful writer. Yes. Has he used your artwork in his books? Yes, he has. He is republishing some books and he wanted new covers for them. So I designed the covers mm. for three of them. And then his newest book, he wrote about our dog mm. and his name is Shadow. So it's called The Shadow Diaries and I did the cover for The Shadow Diaries. Yeah. Can people buy your prints? Normally have them on Etsy and also eBay. Otherwise, they can contact me on my website, www.s-c-u-m-m-i-n-g-s-art.com. Let's wrap it up with my final question. If someone told you that they wanted to pursue a career in painting, what would be your advice to them? My advice to any up-and-coming artist would be you must get a portfolio of strong consistent work together that's the most important thing it would be preferable too if there were themes that people could pick up on or a style that you're cultivating and then my second suggestion would be don't be disappointed by rejection you have to visit the gallery it's always good to walk in look around See if your artwork would belong in the place and then talk to them and see if they're accepting any new submissions. Well, Steve, thank you so much for spending this time with me and um, we'll meet again. Okay, great. Thank you. I love the arts and I love to talk and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.